Since some of God's favorite people are kids, at Kidman Gold, we're talking about real life, what makes kids tick, and how we grown-ups can better connect and become fluent in kid language. This is the Kidman Gold Podcast. Hey, I'm so excited. I get to hang out with a new friend. How are you, DJ? I'm great. You're not the new friend. You're I'm the, not, not the new friend. You're I'm, the I'm old the, friend. I'm the old new. You are the such an old friend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I need you before gray hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are the days. And you'll never know what color my hair is. Never. You'll never know. You'll never know. But I am excited for us all to meet um, one of our great kids' pastors, here in our network, and her name is JL Lyko. And uh, JL comes to us from Valencia, California, where she serves at Higher Vision Church. JL, say hi to us today. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much, Robin and DJ. Awesome. Thank you so for being here. You. you were practically neighbors, and I didn't realize that until our last executive meeting. And then you're like, we need to grab coffee or something. You're right up the street. I so know, it's true. What this is a is... good coffee place in your zone? Well, I like Hanu. I don't know if you've well, ever been there. I don't like coffee. What? I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not either. That's why I, I have a rock star right here, yeah. and I, you know, I'll go for the teas. Yes. But... Nothing like a good cake pop, though, right? Mmm, cake pops. <laughs> there you go. Can I take the place of a cup of coffee? Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm curious how long have you been in kids' pastor role? Um, well, now I have to count. Um, let's see. Well, I started as interim kids pastor at the end of 2017. Yeah. And so I did that for like a year about. So let's go with four or five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And before interning and being a kids pastor have you had other kinds of jobs jail or this stuff i have tell us give us the story oh, man. all the way back so, to babysitting okay oh <laughs> yes. all definitely babysat yes. that was it's all god okay. uses that he does i um watched uh the dogs uh for my neighbor as long as there was money involved <laughs> you know there was and i said yes thank you so i got paid and then i tied because we tied. there you go my parents my taught nugget. me well. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, did that. Um, my first, like, actual job was actually in college. Um, I worked at the college post office. So I worked at the post office at uh, UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Went there for a year. Um, and then was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to go there again. And so then I transferred um, to Oral Roberts University okay. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, you know, it's kind of <laughs> night and day, right? Um, but... Uh, before I did that, uh, I took a semester and went to a COC um, over here. And while I was there, I worked at uh, Things Remembered. So Things mm-hmm. Remembered, the engraving, engraving store. Yeah. That was an experience. Um, whenever we would close, I would change the music. So I'm like, mm, and now we're listening to DC Talk. <laughs> and now we're listening to Toby Mac. And now something else was like Hillsong United. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know bump that up in the mall. Um, and then I, when I went to school in, uh, at ORU, I worked in the post office there again. Again. So it was had just, experience. it w- had experience. It was a good thing for me. Um, and then coming back uh, home to California, I worked at Family Christian Stores. Oh, so okay. I worked there for many years. Which location? Um, the one in uh, Santa Clarita. So okay, yeah. the old location was off of, um, was off of, of Peachland and Lions. Yeah, yeah Newhall. Yeah. And then moved the store um, up to the old road. I miss those stores. Yeah. Is that a dance yeah. studio now? 
the one off, off of Peachland, Peachland is a dance that's studio. That's where my daughter dances at. Well, there you go. That's crazy. And then the <laughs> one off of um, the old road now is a Chase Bank. Okay. So, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And then I worked simultaneously at Higher Vision and at the store um, at the same time for a while. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. How long did it take for Higher Vision to figure out that you are solid gold? You know, <laughs> you know, a while, a while, but you know, everything, uh, looking back at it, I know it's all in God's time, you know, cause I mean, I started, uh, serving at higher vision in 2010 and, uh, volunteering and, um, I got hired on, I actually served in youth ministry first. So I was serving in junior high and high school and I was the junior high, um, director for a couple of years. Okay. Um, and then, and I also started praise and worship team and all that too. Yeah. And then, um, went into, um, to kids ministry. Um, I actually got hired in 2013, um, as the volunteer coordinator. And I did that while I was still getting my master's degree. And then I'm like, you know, this is too much. Cause I was the volunteer coordinator for like six hours a week. I'm like, no, these people call out on Sunday mornings. I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't even know who to contact. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I try to quit multiple times. And the children's pastors at that time, she's like, no, you can do it. I believe I'm like, you need my help. And then <laughs> finally I was like, no, I'm done. Like I'm working on my degree. I don't need this job. And you know, family Christian, I'm done. So I quit. And then in 2015, I actually got rehired for, for the same job I quit. Yeah. So I got rehired as the volunteer coordinator. God has a sense of humor. He really does. So did that. circle that back around. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll come back to that. Um, So was volunteer coordinator and then um, someone else was hired as the admin assistant, but then she wasn't able um, to uh, keep that job. So I said, you know, I'm available. I could take those hours. So then my job grew. So from volunteer coordinator, then I became the pastoral assistant, then the assistant kids pastor. um, And then when um, that children's pastor um, was uh, was let go, um, then I was the production director, which was basically kids pastor without being the kids pastor. (laughs) Um, But, you know, things had to be worked, you know, they had to get worked out. Um, And then I was the interim children's pastor for a season and then officially the children's pastor. So there's a whole story right what there. What did you but study at ORU? I was uh, pastoral Christian ministries, youthman concentration, and a drama minor. Okay. Because um, over at Santa Barbara, I was a, uh, what was it? Well, actually, I came, I was dramatic art at Santa Barbara. Because my whole thing was, I'm going to Broadway. That's it. <laughs> I can't really dance. I can move with rhythm, but I can sing and act. So I'm like, I got You're two. a singer who can move. I'm just saying, right? I've seen some of those. Yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord. I'm just telling you. Um, You're in good company. There's a bunch of theater nerds in the room right now. Hey, so. Mel, let's do this. We could put on our own show. Let's do it. There you go. I won't be dancing. I will move. Hey. Um. But then uh, when I transferred into ORU, I was actually came in as a, they have big titles for, for names. So it's drama, television, film, performance major with a youthman minor. Okay. And so I transferred in January and then February, I went to a leadership conference on campus. And that's where, you know, day one, Holy Spirit met me at the altar and says, you're switching your major. And I'm like, no. Yes. <laughs> 
because I was not going to be that person. I was like, yeah. no, I will not be that person you who changes. You cost to change your race. I'm telling you. I'm like, no, Lord, no. Speaking as a parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I said, well, Lord, here's my fleece that I'm going to throw out. Mm. If you really want me to do this, then when I call my mom, you know, because I'm like, my mom, she's going to be my my uh, voice of the Holy Spirit sure. right now. I said, Lord, you not speak her to her. Really Spirit. not. Yeah. Right. And so I said, okay, Lord, if she says to switch it, then I'll do it. So I call her up. Hey, mom, went to this leadership conference. This is what I feel the Lord said. And she goes, that sounds right. And I go, well, okay, then. <laughs> so I flipped it. Uh-huh. So youthman major, drama minor, because I only had a couple other classes like directing and something else to take, and then I was done yeah. with the minor. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. So so I did it. You did so it. out of all it. of the things that you've done, which aspect of ministry is your least favorite and why? Mm. <laughs> okay. Least favorite scheduling. Yeah. Scheduling because it's like not even necessarily the actual schedule part because that's Tetris, right? Yeah. You just plug people in. I mean, not just plug people in, like really hear or from from repeat, the Lord. You know? Yeah, you hear know. from the Lord, you know, initially like, okay, where, you know, like where does this person want to serve? Where am I hearing from the Lord where they should serve and working together in that? Yeah. Um, but it's the call outs. Mm-hmm. So the call outs of people like, you know, Sunday morning, hey, can't make it. And it's always for, well, it's typically always for like good reasons. Because sometimes you have people who are just like, I don't feel like coming today. And it's like, I can't open nursery now. Thank yeah. you. But but at the same point, it's like if someone's heart isn't in it to serve, then I wouldn't want that person yeah. there anyway, yeah. right? Because we know that. <laughs> no, Robin's like, no, they will go in there anyway. <laughs> Are you breathing? <laughs> no, I get, I get it, I get it. But at the same point, it, that's where the tension is, right? Yeah. The tension between I need a person in this room and I need someone who's called to be in mm-hmm. this room, yeah. and that's the tension that we're in. Um, personally, if someone is like, I'll, I'll fill in for a while. Okay. Fill in for a while, but we're going to really work at where God really wants you. Do I think everyone should be in kids ministry? Absolutely. But do I also believe that everyone is not called to kids ministry? Absolutely. You know, I've had people where, you know, they serve with me for a little while and then it's like, you know what? I think you're really called to youth. And as much as I don't want to like lose you i want you to thrive where god wants you because there are youth kids who need you more than i need you to be a greeter yeah you know so that's where that tension is and how many team members do you need for a weekend oh boy Um, sensitive subject (laughs) skeleton crew okay um for an entire weekend so we have one saturday and two sundays right now for that I can survive off of like 45. I can survive off of that. Sometimes we've done less, but that's like some people are doing like multiple services. Uh Um, Ideally, perfect world. If I had 60, praise God. Like that's a, that's great. You know? 
I was just looking at Adam's face when he said that number because See? it's like, oh my gosh, like I would love to have a workforce of 45 or 60. Oh, you kiss pastors time, See who do a one, one man, one yeah. woman show. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and that's how it is at some of our other locations okay. too. So I'm at the central location, Valencia. So that's like our, you know, our hub. Our hub. Um, but we also have locations, Canyon Country, um, Ventura, Santa Paula, Blythe, and Crescenta Valley. And so just, you know, meeting with those kids leads, I mean, sometimes, you know, like right now Ventura is just really starting to get, you know, like get things going again. Mm -hmm. um, and they're our newest location. And so right now it's like two, you know, team team of two. Amen. That's yeah. what we're going to, you know, do right now. And, you know, but the team is growing, you yeah. know, getting more people on board and casting the vision of, you know, yes, serving once a month is great, but like there's something to be said about consistency. Yes, I want those once a monthers. Yes, I want want those, you know, serve every other month. Great. Love it. I, we want you in. But the consistency and I've seen it with the kids who know, you know, our team. We have one um, one gentleman who has been serving for probably, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years now. And uh, Mr. George, Mr. George, Mr. George <laughs> faithfully serves every Saturday night. And he has been, I mean, I've been with him that whole time. Elementary, um, usually he does the circles. We call our small group circles. Okay. So circles for the older kids. So third through sixth grade, he is there. And, you know, when Mr. George isn't there, everybody knows because mm -hmm. he's every week, Saturday night, consistent, faithful, pouring into the kids. We have some kids who've gone, you know, gone with them through, you know, kindergarten up to sixth grade. And now they're serving with him mm -hmm. on Saturday night. And it's so. Like, how do it, can that so be contagious? Cool. Exactly. Without? Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. So he, he, you'd say definitely he has a calling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you've got some folks who are just, you know, like you said, once a month doing their time. Thank you, Lord. And maybe, but how to. Do some folks maybe grow out of that and expand? Yeah. And I've seen that too. I've seen people who they'll say once a month and then they're like, you know, if you need me another weekend, I can. Cool. You know, if, if you need me another weekend, I can. Awesome. And so it's, it's really, you know, letting people know that they're appreciated, wanted yeah. and needed because yeah. really, I mean, they're needed. I mean, there, there's only so many kids who I can speak to, but. If, you know, more team members can go out and speak to the kids, hey, we can impact generations, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Did the idea of being a kids pastor ever cross your mind when you were a little kid? Like, Jill, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ever ministry at all? Yeah, actually, it's funny you should <laughs> ask about it. <laughs> no, as a little kid, I mean, I, I was the kid who played church with my Barbies. Uh -huh. So, like, you know, I had... Pastor Ken, you know, and, and Barbie, you know, she led worship, whole worship team. Yeah. I mean, like, I really did. I mean, the first, you know, baptisms I had was with my Barbies, baptized the Barbies You're in the welcome, name, Barbie. name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, she got saved. Amen. Uh -huh. um, so, several times. Sev several. They all got saved. Um, you know, my dog, I remember clearly he was my first convert. So I remember, um, I used to live in Van Nuys. And so I remember living in Van Nuys and um, 
in the backyard, we had a tomato plant um, that was right outside of the kitchen window. So I remember sitting there on the little, the little brick, you know, little, you know, planter. My dog was next to me. His name was Spike, German Shepherd, great dog. And I looked at him. I said, Spike, you need Jesus. And he looked at me and I was probably had have been like five, five, maybe six. And I'm like, Spike, you need Jesus. He looked at me and said, let's pray. So I put my hand on his, <laughs> on his back. How old I, are you? How old are you? I was probably like five. Okay. Four, little, five, okay. six, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I put my hand on his back and I said, okay, Spike. And I let, let him in the, I prayed for him. Oh. I said, if you agree, bark. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he barked. <laughs> yes, he did. He barked. He looked at you me. No, not all dogs go. My, my dog does. He got safe. Barked. And then he looked at me, licked me on the cheek, and I shook his hand. I said, welcome to the family of God. And so I'm like, yeah. So Spike is saved in heaven waiting for me um, at my mansion. saying, right? But um, when I always wanted to be um, a teacher. So that was something that was, uh, you know, my mom was a teacher. Okay. She taught at a preschool. And so I always knew my mom as a teacher. And so it's like, you know what your parents do, you kind of want to do. So that was in me. And I'm like, I want to be a teacher. Um, And then my mom served in the children's ministry. And so she was our, um, like, kids superintendent, you know. Yeah. Basically, she was the kids ministry secretary, right? Oh, admin. Uh Yeah. So I was her assistant. So I served in kids ministry while I was in kids ministry. So I remember spending a whole summer cutting out the flanograph, yes. you know, the little, yes. I'm like, here's the 15th Jesus. <laughs> awesome. You know, so I did that and I mean, helped her count offering and, yeah. you know, yeah. I made the little postcards. I don't think God and, wastes any of that stuff. Yeah. So he I did all, it. I remember that, you know, working with, serving with my mom and it's just, I've always seen my parents in ministry. My dad would preach and then my mom would translate in Spanish. And so I grew up with that. You know, my parents would travel to different churches and, Uh you know, preach. And my mom, you know, preach, translate. My dad would make, you know, hand motions. My mom was right there with him. And, you know, they were just like, my dad wouldn't even finish speaking and my mom was already translating it. Yes, I mean, power couple for sure, Uh right? And growing up with that, I've always felt a call to ministry. I just didn't really know what it would look like. Yeah, Um, And then I thought it was you know, youth ministry for a while. Um, when I was 16, I started serving in kids ministry. So that's when I started serving with the, I had third through, our first through third graders. So I had them and I was on the praise and worship team too. And so part of the job as a kid's pastor, you're like, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that would be part of what it means to be in leadership in the church. I'm like, all of it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, you, re- you referenced your mama as a teacher yeah. and uh, watching your parents, you know, deliver mm-hmm. the word. And usually we think that's that's what it is. It's I'm delivering the word. Yeah. You know, and then there's all this admin. <laughs> that, honestly, right? I mean, really all the admin and stuff that goes into it. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, okay, church is like, it's Sunday, you know, or Saturday or whatever, but it's really not. There's a lot that goes into that. And that's even something I find myself having to explain to people. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm a children's pastor. And the first thing they say is, oh, so you, you play with kids? I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. 
So it's child care? That is not yeah, child care. No, right, righteous indignation, you know. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's like, you know, and explaining, no, there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I view children's ministry more as whole family ministry, yeah. you know, because we have the, you know, the tiny babies who, even the babies who, you know, they're in the womb and we're caring for the mama, you know, with the baby in the womb, all the way up to, like, I have a great grandma who serves in nursery, you know? And so it's like, we have the kids who are there, the team members, and then, you know, the the families who come in and the grandparents who are raising their grandchildren, the aunts and uncles, the, you know, the foster parents. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's so much more um, than just like, hey kid, I'm gonna tell you about Moses. You know, there's so much more to that. I think that's what I I didn't see coming was that the full, like the vastness, the vastness of it all. Speak with my hands, I had a microphone, <laughs> you know, but um, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. And it can be as big as you allow it to be. Absolutely, right? absolutely. As big, you know, the name of your church, Higher Vision, as high as yeah. your vision will expand, <laughs> you know, because you could, man, I went to a conference this last weekend. And they were you know, deep diving into discipleship of all the various things we could do. Like, man, I don't got time for that. <laughs> I want to. Oh, that way, you know, the vision can just go crazy on how much we can impact the mm-hmm. lives of the kid, of the family, of the parents. Oh, yeah. Of you know. Um, oh yeah, there's always more to do too. There's always more. And to do. you know, that's where like I'll go to kids' conferences and. You know, I remember the first one I went to, I left feeling defeated. Oh, me too. Because I'm like, I'm terrible. (laughs) I can't do anything, right? And then, you know, that's where, you know, Holy Spirit's so good, right? Yeah. You know, sits sits us down and says, you know, what can you do now? Yeah. What is one thing, instead of taking all 20 bajillion things, like what is one thing that you can slowly change now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. Absolutely. I had a, a boss pastor, um, not just any old pastor, but I it was employed by him. Yeah. Tell me that 30 years ago. He says he sent me to my first big kids pastor conference, you yes. know, and saying, man, he's spending a thousand dollars on me. You know, by the time it was all said and done, would fly you, feed you, hotel you, all those things to go to the conference. And uh, he said, just bring back one one thing you want to imply, you want to implicate, whatever the word is, you want to you make it up, your next step, you yeah. know, and that really helped me in the future of all the learning experiences I had, okay, yeah. to measure it down to one mm-hmm. thing I want to move forward on. And God will show you what that one thing is yeah. that he wants to bring to your, uh, your plate now. So you experience a calling from God. Did I ask you about that? Oh, that was at Oral Roberts. Right, that was yeah to During switch school, my to switch your switch major. my major around, and even after I graduated from um, ORU, I was still like youth ministry or nothing, like I was like gung ho youth ministry. That's what I want to do, but like you know, God's good, yeah. and you're yeah. like no. And I remember so clearly, I was at Walmart. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. God spoke to you at Walmart in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm telling you. And they and I didn't want to hear it. And there was <laughs> imagine that. There was um another student from ORU. Were you wearing your pajamas? I just <laughs> No, I don't do that. I am not that person. Pajamas belong in the house. Right. 
Yeah, not outside. So, yeah, I don't know. That is not who I am. Um, but I was there shopping because, you know, when you don't have a car and someone does, you're all friends and you yes. all go to Walmart together. Yes. So we were at Walmart and there was this um, this guy who was there. I couldn't tell you his name, don't remember his name, but I remember he was a student at ORU and um, in some aisle of Walmart, he goes, hey, what's your degree? And I said, oh, I'm youth ministry. Oh, and then he just kind of stopped and looked at me. And he goes, have you ever thought about being a children's pastor? <laughs> and I'm telling you immediately, I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It's like, no, I'm not going to be a, I don't want to be a children's pastor. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. Okay, I'm going to be a youth pastor. And he goes, he goes, well, I don't, I don't know. Just, 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 just think about it. And I'm like, I've already thought it's not a thing. Was and he, he an angel? Was you he know, you? <laughs> I don't know the angel of the children's pastors. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I re, I remember that moment though, and being so mad yeah. that how dare he say, I'll be a children's pastor. Mm. But that was like. I, that was God planting the seed there, yeah. you know, and saying, you know, I called you for that. <laughs> and then I completely forgot about it until I started serving in kids ministry again. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then as that's, a, an adult, as yeah. an adult. And that's when the Lord was like, hey, remember that? I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, and so. There wasn't really for me like a big, you know, aha moment at a, you know, at a conference or I was, you know, in the desert somewhere in the Lord. I didn't have that. Nobody it was, no, you know, okay. there wasn't, okay. but, but it was just throughout the course of my life, yeah. just seeing like little things like, oh, the Lord called me there. Oh, the Lord called me there. Oh, played church with my Barbies. Mm, yeah. Got my dog saved, you know, like yeah. little things like that, you know, it's just been I mean, you know, once I made the decision to follow Jesus, I'm like, this, this is it. Yeah. And I was four years old. I remember, um, always went to West Coast Believers Convention. Um, as a kid, we could always, we could only go on January, no, January, July 4th, because that's when my dad was off work. Yeah, holiday. So we went July 4th, 1991. Those of you doing math, you could probably figure out how old I am. Um, but... <laughs> I was um, not that quick. Not that quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was so excited because I was four and I could finally make it. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? I'm like, I can make it to the kids zone. Like, I'm like, I could make it to the kids area. I was like, yes, I have arrived. I don't have to stay in service with my parents. I can go to kids ministry. Independent life. Mm, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Yeah. So I went there. I don't know if you remember Gospel Bill at oh, all. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Gospel Bill. Love me some Gospel Gospel Bill, Bill led me the, to the Lord. I bet he did. And so I was there and he said, if you want to receive Jesus in your life, I'm like, yeah, I do. Uh -huh. And I remember looking to my brother and I'm like, hey, you want to come with me? older brother and he goes no I don't want to go with you you go you want to go go by yourself I said fine I will so I you know excused my way out of the you know out of the aisle went down front and you know I made a decision to follow Jesus yeah. and so I love that song I have decided to follow yeah. Jesus no turning back no turning back but yes. that verse that says though none go with me yes still I will follow yeah. even if it's my brother yeah and yeah. I've seen that my whole life okay. to where 
You know, I've even kids at church, you know, hey, let's talk about the Lord. And they're like, no, let's talk about X, Y, Z, right? I'm like, oh, okay, guess you're not coming with me. Okay, well, no turning back. No turning back. And that's been, that's been my life. You know, I haven't had very many friends, but the friends I've had, gosh, girl, we're following the Lord, you you know? And I mean, it used to hurt when I wouldn't get invited to, you know, parties like UCSB, right? I, I got invited to no parties, zero, <laughs> zero parties, which was God's hand of protection on me, you know? And um, I also came home every weekend because I'm like, I have a responsibility. I'm teaching because I was still teaching um, the, the kids sure. in Sunday school and and still on praise and worship team, and at that time, gas was not that expensive. Okay, so you know, I could I could make that try. Yeah, and uh, but that's just how you know. For me, I'm like, if following Jesus is an option, then why like why choose anything else? Yeah, you know, yeah. you were so, all in from the get go. Yeah, the very beginning. Yeah, so as a Christ follower, mm-hmm. that's so wonderful. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. DJ and I were hanging out. And we're talking about when when Jesus became very real to him. And I asked him about how he experienced a calling from God, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, really, you know what, Deej, your, your answer about Jesus seemed to be like, okay, well, Jesus became very real to you when you were college age. But I think your calling really happened while you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, how does that happen? But I guess yeah. it can. Yeah. You yes. know, that you, you know, you were maturing, obviously, mm-hmm. and you and you're... Yeah. Uh, how you could understand him, but yeah, I mean, at kids camp, I, you know, um, that's when I had an encounter with God, and I, and I knew that always God was real, and my dad's mm-hmm. a pastor. I mean, he pastors this, you know, this church, um, but it wasn't until I think I was more in a adult mindset to where it became something that wasn't just me riding on the coattails of my pastoral family or. Um, me, you know, I, I grew up helping my Sunday school teacher with the flannel graphs, you know, and so I, I get all of that and it was, it was something that was in me, but I think it didn't become my own personal, um, endeavor and my own personal journey and walk until I was in college. It was, it was very real to me all throughout my life, but it wasn't until I got to college that it's like, you know, you can have relationships when you're in you know, elementary school, middle school, and high school. But once you get into, like, you're an adult and you're actually starting to want to have a a lifelong relationship, like, yeah. with my wife, you know, it's like, you know, all of the other things, they, were they real? Yeah, they were real, but it didn't become personal and something that was really, like, visceral until I actually, um, you know, got into a certain age. Got it. So that was me. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, like a child, when I'm saying child, I'm thinking eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 in there, um, ex- hearing the voice of God yeah, for themselves. And in your pastoral role, what do you, do you challenge the kids with that, that they can and can hear God's voice? Yeah. What does that look like? Have you seen a kid be called to something more than just salvation. Yeah, absolutely. Especially we have our, um, we have something called the ambassadors. And so there are fifth and sixth grade student leaders. And um, a lot of times that's where I see it, that, that call to ministry or even call to leadership rise. Some kids are in it just because, you know, they're like, 
oh, my brother did it or my sister did it or my parents are making me do this. Yeah. Um, and so they're just kind of there. But I'd say the majority of them, they have a heart to serve the Lord. And in that, I can see, you know, certain kids, I'm like, wow, you have a call. Like I have one boy um, who, you know, I had him when he was even like younger elementary and I always like noticed something was on this this young man. And then throughout you know, throughout time, you know, I would say, does anybody want to pray? And he'd be like, oh, I want to pray. Okay, here, you know, go ahead, you know, coach him a little bit how to pray. And and then he got into fifth grade. He's like, oh, I'm going to be an ambassador. I'm like, awesome. You know, we do an application interview, all this all uh-huh. stuff. Cool. And um, and then he was just so excited. And then um, when he um, was a second year, so our second years, um, they get to help with worship if they want to. Um or so like I train them up in that um, or in communicating. So they'll help to preach the message um, or help with like our MC part. So like Bible verse, welcome to church, you know, opening game, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so this young man, you know, first time he did that, I was like, whoa, okay, got it. All right, awesome. So now yeah. he's in seventh grade and he leads worship by himself because he he has the anointing, but also he's very teachable. And his mom leads worship okay. too. And so she's taught him also. So he leads worship. And I'm telling you, this seventh grade boy ushers in the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. And, you know, and then even um, this uh, this past Saturday, um, our communicator wasn't able to be there. So we played um, our, uh, the like the story video. Mm-hmm. But I said, all right, but I need you to come back at the end of the story and lead the kids to salvation can you do that and he goes you know what i can i can do it and he did it and you know kids kids met jesus you know on saturday night because this young man realized you know what i can do this i have a call you know and it's like it's a recognizing the gold inside of somebody Mm -hmm. too and giving them a chance Mm -hmm. you know and so i believe you know all kids can hear the voice of god you know and and what I try to do is even when I'm teaching to give them different definitions of that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you've heard his voice like out loud, like you hear me, or maybe you've heard his voice, like a feeling in your heart, Mm -hmm. or maybe this thought just came to you and you're like, I have no idea where that came from. Yep. Yep. But you're like, but that's really cool. Hey, that's probably God speaking to you or somebody in a Walmart. Exactly. Or somebody in Walmart (laughs) and you don't want to hear it. It's probably the Lord. You know, it's probably the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you probably. Can, this is a hard question. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Do you have a favorite part of all this? The part that energizes you the most? Like you know, what? favorite part of ministry? Ah, of ministry okay. of being a kids pastor. Honestly, being with the kids. Being with them. Being with them. I mean, I'm glad it's still fun for you. I love. I love the team. I love them. I appreciate them. I love serving with them, being in the trenches with them. But there is nothing like sitting with a group of kids yeah. and, you know, and asking, does anybody have a prayer request? <laughs> anybody want to talk to God about something? And then they just, oh, yeah, can we pray for this? Can we pray for that? You know, it's like, yeah, let's pray. You know, can we pray for my my dog who died five years ago? Yeah, let's pray for God to comfort your heart because it's yeah, still, it's obviously, obviously yeah, still, still, still hurting, hurting, you know? And so, like, I love that. 
I love being with the kids, yeah. you know, and, and what's, what's hard is in my role now, I don't get to be with the kids as much as I want to be. Um, you know, usually it's like, well, we need to open up another early childhood class. And I'm like, okay, I'm in, here we go. <laughs> you know, and that was me on first service. I'm like, this class is way too big. Come with me. I'll take this group, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ended up with nine boys and one girl. I'm like, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> wow, that was, that's a lot of. That was a loud, that was a loud group. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good, though. We had we had a great time. Um, but that, I mean, I had the time of my life, right? Yes, I love to, you know, lead in the respects of, you know, here, let me train these team members or, you know, let's recruit more for the team or, you know, let me cast vision. Yes, love all of it. Yeah. But nothing beats being with the kids. Being with the kids. And that, there are times where I'm like, I don't want to go to church. But what if they were junior hires? You may not be feeling the same way. Here, I actually <laughs> love junior hires because they're so weird. Yeah. They're like, they are. Yeah. They're in that stage of like, here's the thing, though. A lot of those kids were my kids. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll hang out with high schoolers, too, because, like, I'm like, you were my kids, and my niece is now in high school, too. And so, you know, I've, it, they were all, I have kids who are now, you know, they're in college. And, you know, I had one actually call me. Um, She's going to ORU. So I'm like, yeah, so, so proud of you, you know, my school. Um, But she called me the other day because she's like, I need help in my hermeneutics class. I'm like, absolutely. Phone a friend. What can I do for you? You know, and I was on the phone with her, helping her with, you know, with her homework. Yeah. You know, and I, it's just that that relationship with the kids, you know, wow. and even with the parents too. Hey, you know, my kids going through this. All right, cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, I think the the one thing that hurts in me every time is when people say, "I know you're so busy," you know, but mm. do you think you could have time? Like, oh, like I wish I could get rid of that busy stigma. Like, I know I'm busy. I get that. I have a lot Everybody of stuff. Every exactly. Everybody I'm like, you know, I kind of want to tell the parent, like, you're you're busy too. Yeah. Like, you know, let's like I I always have time. Like, let's talk. You know. So, I think a lot of people that um that are ministry leaders, even in like youth ministries and kids ministries, it's funny that you said that is being with. The kids, because um, a lot of the testimonies that I've heard from, like a lot of youth pastors, is their favorite time that they've ever had in ministry is the car rides, dropping kids off Absolutely. from, you know, to and from church. And I think even when I look back, I can remember what it was like being in, in youth group and, you know, some of the uh, of those services. But I remember so many of the car rides. Mm -hmm. And the bus rides up to camp and talking with my youth pastor, talking with my friends, talking with the youth leaders. And uh, it's that's incredibly important. Absolutely. It's so important to invest the in. off script stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's what I mean for me, like, you know, being a woman in ministry, mm -hmm. you know, that has its whole other, you know, layer. Layer. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, I remember in high school, I got kicked out of the Christian club because I'm. <laughs> 
Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I got, what are you doing? I got a story now. Oh, wow, Jim. I'm like, I got yeah. kicked out of two. Um, I got kicked out of the Christian club in high school because I wanted to share something that the Lord revealed to me in scripture. Or did you get a little Pentecostal? <laughs> no, like I didn't even okay. get to share okay. um, oh because I asked somebody else who was on the leadership team for that club, hey, um, like I have something the Lord showed me, like, you know, while I was reading my Bible and I really feel like it's going to help a lot of people in, in, our, in, our, in our club, right? <laughs> and then, speaking tongues. you know, <laughs> I, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't even going to go there. Yeah. I should have. Right you know? But um, <laughs> no, but uh, they, I remember the leader said, are you going to share scripture? And I said, yes, because I mean, the Lord, like that was the revelation yeah. was from the word. Come on, you know, I said, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe it's okay. Little did I know I show up at the club at lunchtime yeah. and I'm sitting in the chair and three other uh, members of the club come come at me and they pull out verses, which we all know the verses. I'm like, those are mm. out of context. Yeah. You have no idea what's going <laughs> on. And, and they just like, they shunned me right there. Sure. And then they're sure. like, you could stay if you want, but you don't have to stay. I'm like, okay. Wow. And then a lot of those same people who were in that club were in a lot of my classes. All of them, except for two, spoke to me the rest of that school year wow i would say on purpose because i'm i'm a friendly person so i'd be like hey so and so they'd look at me and look away for the entire school year i'm like that is not christ-like but the thing that really helped me and this is like that whole story to say this um my uh the pastor's wife at that time the church i was going to at the time sister kathy Sister Kathy. Sister Kathy made a lasting imprint on my life because my mom, I told my mom what happened. My mom called her. Yeah. And then she called me after dinner and said, okay. JL, get your Bible, get a notebook. We're going to do a Bible study right now. And I'm going to show you in God's word yep. where women were leaders, where Amen. God chose yep. women to be leaders. Yes. And, you know, she, we went through the whole Bible. We went through, you know, talked about Deborah. Deborah. Mm -hmm. Talked about JL. She goes, and that's you, JL. I'm uh -huh. like, that is me. That is my story, you know? <laughs> talked about Priscilla and Aquila. Yeah. Priscilla, hey, she was the, you know, she's always mentioned first. Yeah. Why is that? she had the mouth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know? And I so appreciate that because she poured that into me. And actually, a couple years ago, um, there was a, a girl who I had her in kids, um, and then she was in, um, she's either junior high or high school a couple years ago, and her dad reached out to my mom because she was going to, um, to a Christian school, and that school in the Bible class told her, well, you're, you know, you're a girl, so you can't, you know, you can't say anything, and so, you know, course her dad talks to my mom my mom says she needs to talk to jl so i was able to say hey get your bible get uh -huh. a notebook yeah and we went through a bible study together so i was able to pour out what was poured into me that's awesome yeah that's awesome you know and there are a lot of lady kids pastors out there absolutely you know and uh, as part of the wonderful way god gifted the fe us females 
Mm-hmm. You know, not the not the guys can't be nurturing because they are <laughs> for sure. But um, that's one of the wonderful places. And you know, more and more, we're getting better. The Church of Jesus Christ yeah. at recognizing yeah. God's word in this, and there's more space mm-hmm. and place for regardless of your gender yeah. to be all that God's called you to be and to lead under that God-given anointing, yeah. whatever that is. Um, but it's, I, I, I watched the church and I, you know, I grew up in a denomination also that some of the very first founders were females, mm-hmm. right. you know, that's, that's my heritage. So I'm not Baptist. You know, I grew up yeah, where yeah. there were women ministers and it was recognized and affirmed and all that. But that's not everybody's story. So it makes it, right. like you said, it's it's something, another thing to, to get over or to own, you know, mm-hmm. is that anointing, that calling from God for sure, uh, male or female. So one last thing, because we are Kidman Gold, oh. uh, we believe there's some nuggets that have come from today. I'm not going to ask you to have to, unless you got something the Lord has risen to your place of wonder. Like, I can't believe I said that. That was so good. That's a solid gold nugget. But I've got one, and I bet you DJ does too. But if you got one too, JL, awesome. Throw it out there to us. But one thing that's going to rise that has risen for me today from us hanging out and hearing your story is um, that got kids can and should hear God talk to them right now right now and that we as leaders get to um, help them anticipate that, expect that and help them in their posture to receive and to hear from God in that way, to expect Mm -hmm. it. God wants to talk to them. That's solid gold, girl. Mm -hmm. That's solid gold nugget right there. (laughs) Thank you for that. What would you hear, sir? Yeah, um, definitely your journey and um flexibility and listening to what god um which direction he was leading you and even changing your you know your major is huge um but i think in ministry we all need to have that um that mentality of okay god you're taking me down this path but when you tell me to go this way but i thought we were going this way no 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 we're going this way now and then you go and so when you know, in ministry and just as a Christian in general, mm-hmm. I think that we all need to have the flexibility to be able to understand that when God says change directions, then change directions, you know, um, and it was cliche, but the blessed are the flexible for they won't be bent out of shape. And I right. think that it's it's so true, especially within ministry. And um, when we are so uh, bent on just one direction and not have any wiggle room of where you're wanting to go. I think that just generates more frustration in our personal lives and our walks with God too. But hearing you and how you're like, I don't want to do this, but all right, man, if we're go- if we're going this way, then let's go this way. But then once that happens, to see everything line up yeah. exact because God already laid you know the groundwork ahead of you. Lots of times it is the open door, yeah. right? Yeah, the mm-hmm. open door that God makes known to us. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I'm going to move forward, yeah. and then He meets us there. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful walk of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any- anything rise up to you today? Well, what you have you- an aha moment? What you just said right now about the open door. Um, I went on a mission trip to uh, Montecito, Mexico with a family Christian, actually. Okay. And um, there was one night of a uh, just prayer over all the team who went there. And they gave us all little rocks. And um, they said, okay, you know, whatever the word, you know, the Lord is showing you, write that on the rock. Mm. 
And so it was 2014. Remember, and I wrote on that rock, um, go through the door. Mm. And so, and I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay, chills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what the Lord spoke to me in that moment, go through the door. So I wrote it, you know, in my, my red Sharpie on my little rock. And I had it in my bathroom. So every time I would, you know, go in my bathroom, I would see that little rock that said, go through the door. And I remembered the reason why the Lord gave that to me. The, um, one of the, uh, the pastors um, who was there, he, you know, called me out and he said, you know, I see you as a scared little girl in the corner of a dark room. And there's a door that's open and you need to go through the door. And I was like, you know, it's that moment where it's like, okay, Lord, show me, you know, what, what is that? What is that? What am I, you know, afraid of? And it's, yeah. you know, and really it was like scared to, 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 you know, make those steps forward in ministry or, or step forward and, you know, different things, you know, God's called me to do, you know, and I'm still working through that, you know, Hey, that door open, JL, go through the door. Right. But that little rock and seeing it all that time. And then when that opportunity came up to, you know, to work, you know, in, you know, in children's ministry again, Mm -hmm. even though it was for the same job, I already quit. I saw that rock and heard the Lord say, okay, go through the door. Beautiful. You know? Wow. And so that's been how, you know, I've been like, you know, like you said, how I've been living my life is, okay, Lord, only you can open doors that nobody can open. Right. And you shut doors that, you know, no one can shut. Like, you know, you open the door, but you also shut the door, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, we know not, don't only pray for open doors, but pray for shut doors too. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to walk yep. through a door, right, that I'm going to push open. Mm-hmm. Because I could push open lots of doors, but then that's not a blessed place. Yeah. yeah. I want to go that's where cool. the blessing is, where where God's anointing is, right, where his presence dwells. I don't want to go somewhere where I made it happen. Amen. Because um, if I go somewhere where I made it happen, that's it's going to fall apart and it's all, you know, it's 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 nothing yeah you know so jl there are a lot of kids pastors out there and um lots of them feel alone in their oh yeah ministry place i understand that (laughs) you understand that it's it you know it's it's a every ministry job has its nuances and interesting posture but i as thinking about as a kids pastor, so they're the they're the kids they're the people who never attend the adult service. So, you know, I'd, I'd be very intentional to be a part of the whole body of Christ. Yeah. You have to be very intentional, or you're listening later to yeah. a broadcast, but you're not experiencing it with the people. Right. Usually, I right. mean, that's the that's the norm. Ninety eight percent, I'd say, are always serving kids yeah. in another room with the doors closed, and you know, in isolation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have their team members around them, but still, they're the ones that are at the first service, second service, and the Saturday night, and they're not, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want, I'm going to invite you, my friend, would you pray for these kids' Absolutely. pastors right now? And however God leads you to pray, but let's pray. Go All for right. it. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for every kid's pastor. Lord, for those who feel forgotten, for those who feel neglected, for those who feel pushed aside and for those who the congregation doesn't even know they still yep. attend the church yep. um, because they haven't seen them in a while. 
Lord, I pray that you bring a refreshing to them right now. Lord, that you put new wind in their sails, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you would you would help them with everything that they need to do. And Lord, I also pray for rest. Lord, provide moments of rest. Provide opportunities where they can breathe. Holy Spirit, breathe fresh on these kids, pastors. Thank you, Lord. Breathe fresh. And Lord, I call in Aaron's and hers to hold up their arms right now in the name of Jesus. People who will who are for them, not just for the ministry, not just yes. for the kids, and not just against all the junk in the world, but people who are for them as the kids pastor, them as the person, Lord Jesus, as the man and woman of God. Lord, bring those people right now. And Lord Jesus, I pray for their team, that you will increase their team, Lord. That you will bring more team members, God, people who are who are all in, Lord Jesus, people who get it, people who are vision runners, bring vision runners, Lord yes. Jesus. And Lord, I pray for all of their families, Lord God, the families in their church and their personal families, Lord, that they will thrive, Lord God. No more of just, oh, we survived. No, thriving, Lord Jesus, thriving with you, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for healing in their bodies right now, too. Lord, stress is not a badge of honor. Stress is not something that um, that <laughs> that we need to live with constantly. We know that stress can happen and it can grow us into a whole other level, but also we know that too much of it can be detrimental. And so, Lord, I pray peace right now. Peace be still in the name of Jesus. And for those kids, pastors, who have not laughed as much as they've laughed before, and the kids, pastors, who who haven't felt your joy in a long time, Lord, I pray that you fill them up right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, joy overflowing, because like your word says, your joy is our strength. And so, Lord, I declare joy upon every kid's pastor right now. Give them words to speak. Give them discernment. Lord, let them know that they are not forgotten. Yeah. And that you called them and you've chosen them for such a time as this, for real. Even though that's something we say in church world all the time, but for real, they're called for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks, friends, for hanging out with us here at Kid Mingold. And it was a great day. And JL, thank you. DJ, what do you think? Awesome. Right? Awesome, you. awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. Good to have a new best friend. <laughs> yes, best friend. I made it. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kid Mingled Podcast, hosted by Robin Garvin and DJ Mastin. Produced by Paved Path Productions. Executive producer, Adam Tucker. Special thanks to Grand Central Collective. Now you can stream or download Kid Mingled wherever you get your podcast. It is released every third Tuesday of the month. We want to thank you for listening and have a blessed day.